Podcast Answer Man, episode number 160. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today we have a special episode, an interview with Rob Walsh from Wizard Media. Now, if you guys don't recognize the name Wizard Media, because I don't talk about it very often, you certainly have heard about the company known as Libsyn, Liberated Syndication. That's right. Uh, Libsyn is actually owned by Wizard Media. And I just want to let you know that today I'm doing a very special interview, bringing Rob Walsh into the show here to answer some questions that I have related to Libsyn and to kind of just talk about the service, where it all started and what it all is all about today. And more importantly to those of us who use Libsyn, what's going on with this whole Libsyn 3 thing? Well, rather than waste a whole lot of time here, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into the show and bring Rob onto the call. Okay, so I have Rob on the line with us now. Rob, it's great to finally have you on the podcast Answer Man Show. Welcome. Well, thank you, Cliff, for having me on. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. We talk, or I talk, a lot about Lipson. I've been using Lipson, to be honest with you, ever since I first heard about Lipson on a show you did many years ago, uh, back in 2005, I guess, or it might have been early 2006, that you did on Podcast 411. You had interviewed the folks who started Lipson. Do you recall that episode? Oh yeah, it was. That uh, was Dave. I had the Daves on at that time. Uh, Dave Mansueto and Dave Chican. Yeah. And uh, I, I've been personally, I've been a user of Lipson since March of 2005. So I've been over five years. I've been on Lipson myself as a personal user. Very cool. Well, I, I remember hearing about it the very first time, and of course, these were back in the days when all of us as podcasters were wondering. Uh, you know, are we going to be get, getting a huge hefty bill from our ISPs? And of course, I was one of those podcasters who started out as a hobby. I really didn't expect anybody was ever going to listen to anything I had to say. So I certainly didn't think there was any problem with me throwing a couple MP3 files on my hosting service. And then all of a sudden I sign in one day and it says um, contact billing department bandwidth limits exceeded. So, yeah, this this was a very scary thing back in the day. In the early days, um, there were a lot of people that woke up to four or five hundred dollar phone bills because, or internet bills because they got featured on in, in a magazine, a newspaper, wherever it was. And and for those that were using Libsyn, it was no issue. I mean, if you if you got pop, you know, pop popular, you were like, oh, great. Um, but for many people, getting popular became a curse. Um, I joined Libsyn because I had been podcasting since late 2004 and I was doing it on my own server. And, and you know, it was like, um, it was a very niche show, Podcast 411 at the time. I was interviewing podcasters. It was, it was a podcast for podcasters. And I was like, okay, not big audience. And then I got Senator John Edwards to agree to come on my show. And as soon as he did, I, I said, I'm going to, you know, my first thought was, oh my God, I'm going to blow out my bandwidth. So I signed up for Libsyn right then so that when the interview went up with Senator Edwards, I didn't, you know, it didn't kill me. I didn't, it didn't shut me down. didn't cost me a lot of money. That is, and yeah, that, that, I, I mean, so. they were, they, they were there in the beginning for us podcasters. They, were they the first to offer this kind of service? Yes. They started November, 2004. They were the first pure podcast hosting service. And, you know, the guys are great guys. I mean, I can't say enough good things about the Chicans and Marty and, and Hoops. Um, it's been great working with them. I've been working now for Libsyn and Wizard Media for almost three years, and it's it's been fun, a lot of fun. Wow. So it's been three years since... I, I remember when you announced that you were going over there. It's It's been three years already? August 6th, I think, will be three years. Yep. Wow. It's almost three years. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I do remember listening to you and, and um, oh gosh, the guy, Gary, is it Gary from uh, Podcast Pickle? Pickle. Yeah. I remember listening yeah. to you and and him and somebody else was on today in podcasting. You guys were doing that show together. Do you remember that? Yep. And Dave Jackson and Paul Culligan. Yeah, and that's four right. Of us would, four of us would get together and 
just basically just riff on what was going on in podcasting and complain that Leo doesn't get it because he keeps complaining about the name podcasting. So, I mean, that was basically a theme of the show. Yeah. What, 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 what happened there? Did you guys just get busy with other things? Is that why you guys let that one go to the side? We all got busy um, trying to coordinate schedules of when we all could get together. I'm going to blame Dave. He got married. It was his fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, th- this is a this is a good thing here I, that we have you on because I want to talk about Libsyn. Uh, obviously, it was it's been around. It's been it was the first out there to really help podcasters. I know in my early days, it it saved my rear end on multiple occasions having this service around. And since then, I've been a uh, I've been an avid user of Libsyn uh, since I, I guess it was September of '06 when I finally signed on. And and I will tell you, literally more well over a million downloads on one of my accounts, and I ended up starting uh, two other accounts in in the meantime. So so you guys have been there for me, and I hear a lot of people from time to time give Libsyn a hard time. Occasionally, there have been some problems in the past with you know stats not working or being shut down for a little while. Uh, there have been some outages. But overall, and and tell me if this, and obviously you're you're working for for Lipson, so you're gonna say great things. But I'm gonna say I have no interest in in sugarcoating anything here. But Lipson, in my mind, has had some issues with stats from time to time. But your your primary focus, or the primary focus of Lipson, seemingly has always been on making sure that the content delivery system, the servers that deliver our podcast episodes has always been the primary focus. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, that's correct. And look, every hosting service is going to have issues from time to time. And and I won't try to sugarcoat it. We've had our issues. Um, uh, One of the reasons we're moving to Libsyn 3 is the Libsyn.com backend was designed basically in 2004. So we're moving to a new backend. It's a more robust. It's basically, it's the backend of Libsyn Pro. So we're moving the indie users over to what we think is a more robust system, which much better stats. Um, the stats system is held together with duct tape and paper clips uh, on the stat side. That said, when we've had issues with stats, it's mostly been about the updating of the ish- of the stats in the system. And we've always fixed the stats. We've gone back and we've run uh, where we rerun the stats so we update the accounts to show an accurate number. So the stats you look at today are accurate. Even if we've had issues in the past, we've corrected those issues. Um, but we don't like the issues. No, Nobody likes it. I mean, we will literally get an email from someone that I've seen this email many times. I just checked my stats at 11 o'clock. Normally at 11 o'clock on the, today, my stats should be this. And, I, and, and at 10 o'clock, my stats were this. I know your stats aren't updating. And yeah. we people come in every hour, every day, checking their stats. Yeah, unfortunately, so we know that it's is important. The <laughs> They're stat addicts. Yes. And, and you know what? When you start podcasting, everybody becomes a stat addict. I mean, I did it. I would go in and check when I released a new episode. I would check it three or four times in a day and, and see where my stats were. And, and we understand that. And people that are moving to Lipson 3 must really, I mean, one of the biggest advantages for Lipson 3 is the stats. You get to actually see now where your stat, where your downloads are coming from. So I, I actually did a feature in today in iPhone the other day. I, it was a kind of a joke. I said, hey, if you live in Tunisia, Isle of Man, or Albania, I want you to see if you can increase your downloads because for the last three episodes, you've only downloaded one download for those three countries each. Now let's see which country can do better. You know, So I could have put a challenge out to the, those those three listeners in those three countries to try to you know get them their friends to download the show and right now um, Isle of Man is winning they they've downloaded that that episode three times now that is awesome well I'll tell you um, for me I, I used to I used to be a stataholic as well I mean I was checking my stats all day every day. And I remember back in the early days of advertising, you know, I would really focus on my stats and, and especially when I had, I, I was one of those guys that signed on with, um, oh, who was that that was doing the, the advert interstitial ads at the time in association with Kiptronics? Kiptronics. Kiptronic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had some Time Warner cable and direct TV ads and I remember checking my stats like sometimes every 15, 20 minutes to see how much money I made. Um, and, and when I think of it today, it's like, I I'm completely opposed to checking my stats. I haven't checked my stats in, you know, 
Well, I'll tell you what. I did check my stats when you guys moved me over to Libsyn 3 because I, I noticed that it, it all of a sudden, in, instead of that one count having like 1,100,000, it showed 1,000,000, you know, 1,000. It's like, what happened to about nine or 10,000 of my, of my downloads? And what happened was when you moved over from Libsyn to Libsyn 3, any of these stats that were there for files that used to be on my server, but I had since deleted, those those stats don't transfer over to Libsyn 3. Is that correct? You know what? I don't know the answer to that question. Well, I do. I, I was told I, I, by somebody <laughs> over there that that's what happened. Well, then then I will take your word for it because I hadn't, that question had not come up to me yet. So uh, I did not know that, but it sounds that sounds reasonable. I mean, migrating shows over and the stats is not an easy chore and we're doing the I know the guys are doing the best they can because you know people want to see their history of their stats not just the most recent yeah um, but the new stat again if you're a stat junkie stataholic you're gonna really like the new stats um, I'm like you I've got I got to the point where I kind of got burned out on checking my stats and said you know what I can actually be creating content rather than checking my stats and let me go do that yeah and, and and what the big thing for me is I learned that the value isn't in the number. The value is in the influence and the relationship that you have with your audience. And so today, instead of making $20 per, uh, CPM, which is $20 for every thousand downloads, I'm making closer to like $150 for every thousand downloads. Uh, so, I mean, and, and so getting direct sponsorships and stuff like that. And of course, instead of ask, and instead of giving and providing stats to my advertisers slash sponsors, I instead ask them to give me statistics on the number of people and the, the amount of, uh, money they're earning from people using my promo code on their site. So, so there's a, there's, for those of you who are still stuck in the days of stats, there is another way. You, there, there is help for those of you out there. But Lipson has always had um, the ability to bounce back from any of those things. But the, again, for me, this was the idea of bringing that up is I want to say that Lipson has had, in my opinion, an amazing run of uptime. I think the most in the five years that I've been using for Lipson or almost five years that I've been using Lipson, um, I think the most I've ever been without delivering content was like 14 hours. That was a complete meltdown and, you know, and stuff like that. But really, honestly, 14 hours out, out of a four and some odd month span of time is no big deal. And beyond that, I think the greatest downtime I had was I think there was some intermittent issues for maybe a two hour or a three hour time window. Always lips and support had been there they were very responsive you got it, it you guys have been great i i love Libsyn. well well thank you and you know phil and mike are two of the uh, the key guys in support and and they do a great job i think and carl is another one uh so that you know these guys really try to help out and and try to be proactive you know they, they follow they look at see what's mentioned on twitter if someone's complaining they'll we'll go out and we'll say hey you know you're having a problem what's going on um, I'll do that. Father Roderick was had an issue yesterday uh, where he was saying it's harder to upload to Libsyn 3. And I was like, well, okay, actually, there's different ways to upload. And he was putting, he was dropping the files in the wrong folder. And I said, well, you know, if you put it, and, and that's our fault for not having better documentation, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, and the Libsyn 3. And we're working on that. And, and you know, we're, we're going to get better documentation in. But I will say this if you move to Libsyn 3 and you've used Libsyn, um, if you've already been moved over, you'll notice if you using the publishing tools, it's a little bit longer workflow uh, if you're going through. However, the next upgrade, we're at version 3.3.7, and we're going to do 3.4 of Lipson 3 um, this week, by the end of this week. Uh, they'll be what you're used to seeing on Lipson. Uh, and, and you can, even if you're using an HTML upload, you'll be able to just go in, go to the publish tab, like you used to go to the media tab, go to your hard drive, find the file you want and click publish and it'll upload it and that's it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to type anything else in if that's the way you use Libsyn. Now, majority of our users uh, do, 70, 75% of our users do actually use the publishing tools rather than FTPing it or, or, and then just taking the URL and hand coding their feed or using something else. Right. I, I do want to voice a couple of things, and I know that this is going around with a lot of other podcasters that, that I work with, especially as my clients, but um, one of the things that I noticed is the, 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 
notice that I was given that you were moving from Lipson to Lipson 3. Um, I was, it was on a Thursday. I record live shows all day on Thursdays. Uh, and it was about 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock during the day. And I got an email saying, hey, your account is going to be ported over and may not be available until we send you a notice and until, you know, once it's complete. It was the first notice I had ever got. And it said that we are going to begin this process within the next hour. And I will say that that was a little frustrating. Um, you know, I don't know. Am I, am I not on a mailing list that maybe I should be on? Well, here's that we were sending out. We started sending out emails to people based on whatever email address they had in their accounts saying you were going to get moved. And some of those go, went to spam. So we, we've changed um, what we do. And now there's what we call an interrupter, which is if your show is getting ready for moving in the future, you'll see an interrupter that says, hey, we won't, we're going to be migrating your show over. Please confirm that's okay. Okay. And so now people will click, yes, they're, they're okay to be moved. And then when the queue clears out, you will be contacted um, saying, hey, we're about to move you. Now, unfortunately, it's still going to be a situation where you're probably going to get contacted that, hey, you're about to be moved. Now, you still have the option to email back right away and say, hey, look, whoa, whoa, don't migrate me right now. I'm about to do a show or today is not a good day or to, to, you know, tomorrow is when I, when I do all my uploads and we'll, we'll pause the migration. Yeah. But so you know what? It's, I think, it's I think not, you're right. I, I think I remember seeing that in the email. It says, if you're not okay with this, please, you know, just email us back right now and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll put it off. Right. But we, unfortunately, we're doing with 13,500 shows or thereabouts. We got a lot of shows we have to move and yeah. migrate. And we don't want to break people's shows. Right. So we are doing a lot of handholding on the migration. Um, you know, we don't want people to be down. We don't want them to get emails from the listeners. What happened? We don't want files to disappear. So we're trying to do this as, as best we can. And that means we're doing them in groups. And when one group finishes up, we move to the next group. And, we don't, and sometimes a group will take longer. There'll be a problem show in there or two during the move. Uh, that takes us a little bit longer to finish up the migration than we planned. So we really, you know, we, we've, we talked internally, how do we better it? And, and the best we, solution we've come up with is to not slow things down is say, hey, you know, the interrupter's there, you approve to say, yes, you want to be migrated. And then the next process is the email goes out and says, you're about to be moved. If this is, you know, doesn't work for you, email back right away and tell us it doesn't work. Right. Well, okay. So the other thing that I wanted to, to bring up and, and kind of talk with you about, um, there are two or three other things. One is that I am using CyberDuck on the Mac to upload my files into my, I guess it's, is it the, called the public folder? Is that the one that publishes it uh -huh. immediately? So, so I have these different accounts and I, and I browse to the public folder. I drag and drop the file over every single time. And, and as far as FTP goes and as far as all, I mean, and I, I hit about 30, 40, FTP clients a week with all the consulting work that I do. But now Libsyn is the only uh, FTP server I hit where in, when I'm finished with a file and the, the file is complete, it says there was an error uploading your file. Uh, and it just, and it says, you know, it was transfer incomplete. And I have to and, go ahead. And I can tell you why. Okay. And I'll tell you what's going on. And, and this is something with CyberDuck um, and, and us and how we do our FTP folders. But uh, Cyberduck is then going into the folder to try to confirm the files there. Right. Our folders are not FTP folders where you can go in and then manipulate the files. So when Cyberduck uploads it, it then goes and looks inside the folder to see if the file is there. And the file's not there as far as Cyberduck's thinking. So it thinks it's not, it, it, it didn't work. In reality, it is. The, the upload went fine. And, and, and that's an issue with Cyber. I use, uh, uh, our browser as my FTP client, and it's a free one, and, and on the Mac, and it works fine. There's no issue. But with CyberDuck, it's checking to see the files there. Now, again, there's three folders you can drop into. You can drop into the, on Libsyn 3, you can drop into the uh, Dropbox folder, you can drop into the public folder, or you can drop into the QuickCast folder. Okay. Regardless of which one you drop into, when you go click on those folders to look, you won't see the files in there. They're put, they're just, it's, they are all technically Dropboxes, literally, where the files go in and then they move to the appropriate place in the system. Um, so what the issue there, I think there's a setting you can turn off on CyberDuck oh, to okay. not confirm that it was uploaded. 
Um, or you can use a different FTP client. Uh, again, our browser works. Many of the other ones work. Um, but yeah, it, it's how we do we do our FTP folders uh, because we once they're in, we don't want uh, we can't have we, we have to move files around in the system. That's why we have a bunch of redirects, and it, it comes down to technical reasons of why the things are the way they are. Right. No, uh, but, it it makes sense. So so basically, what's going on is as soon as that file is transferred, immediately it's moved off that out of that folder into the appropriate place in your system, and that. And, and, and for me, I, I've noticed ever since I got the error first, which, by the way, I, I did re-upload the file a second time. But then I realized these files really are online. And now I just hit cancel on the on the error because CyberDuck has just become the default FTP, FTP client that I use. But I just I just hit enter or uh, cancel. But OK, so it's good to know that you guys are aware of that. Um, and, and obviously, you know, knowing that it's no big deal, I'll, I'll either see if I can find the setting to tell it not to confirm or or I'll just continue to hit cancel or use another browser. But for those else out there who are having this issue, if maybe you're using CyberDuck, hopefully that'll help you guys. I want to ask you about these three folders. Uh, obviously, public is... I, I, tell me if I got this right, and you can correct me where I'm wrong. So there is Dropbox, there's public, and there is QuickCast. Now, public is the one I use. And the, the public, what this does is it allows me to throw my file online it's immediately as soon as i put it in the public folder and it's uploaded it's immediately available so that if i go to and and we're going to talk about this in a minute but it's media.libsyn.com slash media slash my username slash the file name so if i if i put it in public it is there immediately now and that's that by the way that is back to the issue of what is the problem with cyberduck we're trying to make the file immediately available right so we're not leaving it in that folder we're it's in and out Instantly. Well, in the in the situation before, on the original Libsyn, I would go to sign into my FTP, and I would dr- and, and all the files on my existing high speed server would still show. They would all be there, and I could just upload this one in, and, and it did confirm. So so this is so because of the different backend, you're obviously doing it a different way. Correct. Because it was a, it was immediately available before, but. I was actually seeing the folder, whereas this one's not necessarily yeah, the it, folder. It, it was immediately available, but then it would get moved, and then there was other, and then there would be caching issues, and then if you wanted to overwrite the file, um, then there was sometimes it would take an hour or two hours to overwrite in the past. Yeah. Uh, if you upload a file and you realize, and, and, and many podcasters have done this, you realize that after you uploaded, there was something in that show that you needed to edit out that you forgot to edit out. Yep. And you got to overwrite that. Now what you do is you just go in and you drop the file, the exact same file name, into the Dropbox folder. Oh. If the file has already been uploaded, you go and drop it into the Dropbox folder, and that will immediately overwrite the file that was already uploaded, regardless of which folder you dropped it into previously. So Dropbox, and I got my post, yeah, Dropbox to overwrite. I had to put a posting note up on my wall because <laughs> I kept forgetting which one it was. But um, Dropbox will overwrite any previously uploaded file. So you just make sure the file name is exactly the same. That means the same casing. So if, if it's file.mp3, don't have capital F in one and lowercase f in the other. That's a different file as far as this, how, how servers look at things. Sure. So it has identical file name. All right. So, so that's the public folder. What is this Dropbox folder? I mean, it- that puts things into the queue. That puts them into the queue so that you can then go in through the uh, HTML interface and then you'll have... Uh, a, a list of unpublished, what we call unpublished files. So you can upload, say, say you want to use our system for managing your RSS feed. A lot of people, like I said, 70, 75% of our people use our RSS feed, RSS feed generator. Um, you go ahead and FTP the file in and into the Dropbox, and then it goes into unpublished media. And then when you go to publish the episode, you just go in and there's a list of unpublished files. You choose the one and you just move along and, and publish so Dropbox is to put it in the unpublished uh, episode list. Okay. And then, of course, the QuickCast is the one where you would put, put it in, and it automatically just generates a new published post on your, your Quick, or on your Libsyn publishing system. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. It pulls metadata from the ID3 tags to populate uh, information for the show. 
Excellent. So those are the three options. Um, now, I've always been the type of person that, uh, you know, I, I've I have never used the the I guess the RSS feed and the actual publishing system that you have. I, I simply use you guys as a as a media file host. And then I go into my WordPress and create my enclosures and my links. And I use FeedBurner to be the to burn the feed. So um, for me, I'm going to continue to use that public folder. Uh, the question I have is there are two thing, two other things that I want to ask you about, uh, or maybe three. Uh, so the next one is the fact that you changed it to where the your your system is actually telling us to start start directing people to traffic.lipson.com uh, slash whatever instead of media.lipson.com slash media slash username slash the file name. Why the right. change in, 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 I mean, because two systems, it's two systems. We're transitioning from one to the other. So we have to have, a, we had to have a demarcation between the two. Okay. It, it, yeah. I mean, it, it's just two systems. Oh. That, yeah. I mean, we still have Lipson.com running and we have Lipson three. So we have to know how, where, which one. So that's the change. Now, mind you, all your URLs still work right. and everything, when you get migrated, we have, we put in the redirects and everything. So you don't have to go out and change any URLs, anything that's out there. When we do the migration, none of your files that were out there previously under a previous URL, you may have given out to someone. None of that changes. Those still work, but new episodes going forward, you only the new URL work. New. Oh, only the new, cause that's, well, I don't well, know. If for, so if you if you upload an episode to the public folder, it's available at uh, was it traffic. I believe it's traffic. dot com forward slash username forward slash file name. Right. Um, and before, like you said, it was different. It was media something, and it was a different URL when you uploaded a file right away. That it does change, but for all new uploads. When you upload, you're going to be using the traffic.libson.com forward slash username forward slash um, uh, file name. So right. if you had automated scripts or whatever, you do need to change those scripts to uh, populate your URL uh, correctly. Now, you're still better off always grabbing your enclosure tag anyway. And the system still will create an enclosure tag for you and grab your enclosure tag from Libson to whenever you're creating an RSS feed. Yeah. Now here's the thing. The other day I was kind of lazy. And so I was just updating, you know, I always take my last post, copy it, then paste it into a new post and then just update the file URL. And I noticed it was a podcast I hadn't released since the new Lipson 3 transfer. And so I went ahead and updated it and I went ahead and just, I uploaded it to the Lipson 3 account and I still left the media.lipson.com slash username slash, uh, or yeah, slash media slash username. And then I just updated the file name. Now it did work. I, if I don't not- know, I can't promise for new files that it will work as far as collecting your stats correctly. Oh, okay. So I need to keep that in mind. Well, of course I'm not, but yeah, I, I definitely wanted to still count my stats. So, okay, this is good to know. This is good to know. So definitely we need to start publishing the traffic.libson URL as much as possible, but we and, don't have to worry never, about. One of the big mistakes people will make sometimes is if you take the URL and you plug it into say a browser. Uh-huh. And you'll come, it'll redirect and it'll come up to a CDN2 dot something or, you know, you'll see this long URL where the file really is actually hosted. Mm-hmm. And every now and then people will grab that URL and no. post it in, in, in their feed or, or somewhere else. That will not get any stats counted. Right. So if you always use the URL that the system is telling you to use, don't use the one you see in a browser when you plug when you click on the button or copy it out. So always make sure you use the URL that's printed, uh, that's listed inside the, the interface. Or as we just mentioned, the traffic.libson.com forward slash username forward slash uh, file name, right. which is what it should. Now, the other thing that I noticed is back in the old days of the original Libson, I could up- upload a file and then I could click and highlight it. And then on the left-hand side, it would give me a uh, direct download, which is a is the quote unquote uh, the correct direct download that you should be posting into your your blog post or wherever you're publishing this thing. And I used to just do right click copy link as and and I'd have the direct URL that I need to go take over to my WordPress. Today it's no there's no longer that there. If if I actually go into the system and I highlight a file, it does show me, you know, it actually shows me 
what that link is. So I can see direct, it says direct download URLs. And it actually has a little play button, which I never want to click. But uh, uh, I see, you know, I see the traffic.lips and I see the whole file right here. But it's text and it's not a link anymore. So I can't right click and do copy as. And I will, t I don't know if this is a problem with the Mac, but if I highlight it and I actually, it starts as the, at the H in the HTTP and I, and I'm absolutely 100% certain that I'm ending the highlight at the at the three in the MP3. I copy that and then I go to WordPress and I paste it in. It puts an extra space, an extra blank space at the end of the three so that sometimes it's actually messing up the HTML code. Uh, is there plans that you guys can give us, make that a link so that we can actually right click on it and, and just grab the real URL? I will present that one to the dev guys. Uh, I yeah, I mean, we're open for, you know, any suggestions you have to improve the system. So that is one I can present to the guys that, hey, you know, people are missing the download link. Can we get that added into the, you know, after the episode uploads? We, I know which screen you're talking about. Can we have that added in? Yeah, it just, just to make that a, a linkable hyperlink right there, because the text is there. You know, so it's got it's got the URL and text. I just want to be able to right click and do copy link location or copy shortcut or whatever browser says what. So and then there's one other big deal that I have here um, because we were migrating over. I actually canceled my third Libsyn account and there was enough files on there so that, uh, you know, I could I could just re upload those into one of my other two accounts and then just close the third. So now I'm down to two accounts. But the thing is, is on on my main account, I have 64.82 megs free. And on my second account, I'm negative 27 megs. So I'm, I cannot, any of the shows that I've uploaded today, at this moment in time, I cannot upload to either of my two accounts. So the question I have is in the old system, when I looked at my media files and it showed me archive media, it actually gave me a nice, clear, very easy to view listing of all the things that are on the on the servers that are taking up my space monthly and i could see at the bottom of that list what's you know what's the oldest and what's getting ready to drop and so i can see like for example if i saw something on april 23rd i know that in three days that's going to drop over right how can i find that out in the new system here how do i find out what's What's get what's the oldest one that's gonna get ready to drop over so I can know when I'm gonna have some more free space? Um, I believe, and I'm going in right now to the system that it's underneath uh, the gearbox, okay. which is the show settings that it'll how you get the drop down menu. Yeah. And it's this, the middle setting, and I'm going into my own account right now to check. Okay, so, I see the I see the storage so, usage. Uh, right, storage usage, and no, we don't archive schedule the archive process. Kind of, um, I do see here it says May 24th, so that's in four days. Um, now let me see if I can make my screen bigger so that I can pull that out. Actually, no. My my. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at it right now. So when you go in there and this the middle button, uh, when you have that drop down, I'm looking at someone else's account because I actually had my uh, I went into one that didn't have anything ready. Okay. So this is one where this person's actually over quota, and he's got a file that says on 525 it'll huh. archive, and it is uh, using 454. Uh, it's 70. It'll free up 75 meg. And then on, okay, so then on 6.2, it's actually the way the system works now is it tells you when files, it doesn't tell you the file, but it tells you when files are going to archive. It oh. just says, so on 5.25, you're going to have an archive event and you will then have 70 meg available. And if you upload nothing else, on 6.2, this person's going to have another archive event, and they'd have 173 meg available. And then on 6.7, if nothing else had been uploaded, they'll have 248 meg available. And 6.14, they'd have 366. So now the way it shows you is it doesn't give you the file name per se, mm -hmm. um, but it gives you when archive events are going to happen for your account. And based on that, how much free space you would have at that time if nothing else is uploaded between now and then. 
All right. So, so basically I, I do see that now. And on, so on May 24th, it tells me I'm going to have 96.73 on the 26th. I'll have 196. So, um, it looks to me like probably for the next, uh, until the 24th, I'm going to have to upload some files to my own hosting account on some of my, my shows that are going out to plus member only. Uh, because I basically what I did is I took, I probably took about, 600 megs of files off of that Libsyn 3 and uh, stuff. But yeah, and I got your message. Thank you for that. That'd be awesome. So, (laughs) all right. Uh, So yeah, here's the thing. I want to tell people out there, you know, this, we don't like change, right? Nobody likes change. But this is something you guys had to do. And and why why did you have to do it? Why do you think it was the, the important thing for you guys to do this? Well, a, a few different reasons. One, as I mentioned, the original system um, was put together in 2004. Um, you know, Adam Curry even took a swipe at it back in the day when, when with Mevio and, and, you know, joking about our system isn't put together with duct tape and, and paper clips. Well, you know, Libsyn has been, I think, been a pretty good system, a very reliable system, as you mentioned, regardless of that. But it, we do want to have a more robust system. And we had two systems going. We had the Lipson Pro system and we had the Lipson Indy. And, and all the work, development work, was being done on the Lipson Pro. And there really, as you know, there wasn't much new being added to the Lipson Indy system. So this was one, a way for us to consolidate to, for a similar back end between the two uh, systems. Um, and, and then add in additional features. I mean, one of the nice things with the Lipson 3 is if you do an iPhone app with us, if you're one of the shows that wants to work with us for an iPhone app, you can manage the iPhone app right from your interface. If you've been using the Wizard Media Player um, for your site, for your show, you can now manage that right from your interface. You don't have to go to Wizard. Matter of fact, you can't go to Wizard.tv if you're going to manage it from the, the Libsyn 3 account. So from one place, you can now manage your, your pushing of your file, you know, a new episode if you're using our publishing tools, to uh, the Wizard Media Player, to your RSS feed that goes to iTunes, to an RSS feed that might go some, to some other service. Um, to the to the iPhone app, you can schedule when it releases an episode releases to the different devices. So if you have an iPhone app, you may release your schedule one day early for the iPhone app users, and, and eventually we'll have other apps for other platforms. And, and you can release it to your apps first, and then a day later it goes to the public feed, which is where you know, people are getting it for free. Um, you can schedule it with the Wizard Media Player if you're a video show not only just to go out to the Wizard Media Player, but then to push out to the different sites that we, we work with TubeMogul. So you can literally, with our, the new service, we, what we call is a one-file upload. So a lot of video people do a lot of transcoding and creating a lot of different versions. With our system, we can do transcoding. You can upload one higher-res version. We can transcode to different settings. And then you can have different RSS feeds. So you could have two RSS feeds, one in iTunes for um, Apple TV and one in iTunes for a mobile uh, device or the, you know, the iPod and the iPhone. And, and all the system can handle all of this in the background for you. Nice. So there's a, a, a lot more things that you can do. I mean, we look at it as we're trying to make your work lo- workflow simpler, not more difficult. We're trying to add in capabilities so that you can spend your time doing what you do best, which is creating content, not transcoding. So, I mean, for video people, spend a lot of time, you know, creating different versions and then uploading those different versions. Wouldn't it be nice just to upload one version and be done with it? And and that's what that part of the goal, you know, of Libsyn Pro, Libsyn 3 is. I have a question for you. Is it possible? Because now tell me if I'm not if I'm mistaken this and, and I'm just now getting into my investigation fully of uh, HTML5, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe if you do aug vorbis files that that's automatically going to be playable in all of the current browsers with HTML5 support. Is that correct? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I'm not. I, but I'll tell you what, our system will handle anything you upload. I mean, Libsyn has always been... You can upload anything but an EXE file and we'll publish it for you. Well, the the question I was having here is is from what I understand is that <clears throat> some browsers will support MP3 files in HTML file, but like for for example, Firefox, which of course I think most geeks use, um, it's it's not supported, but they will uh, support Og Vorbis. So I'm wondering if you have the, all this transcoding ability in. Um, in 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 video, is it possible that in, at one point, if if we find out that there's a this amazing HTML HTML five 
audio plugin, just just as good as the one pixel out player today uh, for HTML5. Is it possible one day that we could upload an MP3 file and you guys will automatically transcode that to AugVorbis for us? I don't see a reason why we wouldn't be able to. I mean, we we are transcoding to a lot of different versions. I mean, that's... Uh, I don't want to say 100%, but I'm 99% sure I would be able to do that if, if there was a demand for it. Yeah. Uh, I still, rec- I mean, I would say still make your main file MP3 format. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> obviously what I'm thinking here is I would love to be able to, I would love to be able to upload, like, for example, this episode right now to my Libsyn account. And of course, that's exactly what I'm going to publish out onto my RSS feed. And that's what everybody's going to download. But at the same time, I'd love to be able to just go into my little, you know, my HTML5 player and pro- provide the same exact link only with whatever AugVorbis extension is at the end of it and say, you know what, for HTML5 support, which is going to be working on every browser and including, you know, a nice HTML5 player on the iPad, this would be, this would be sweet. And I think it could be a great way to, uh, to do things. I'm just thinking into the future of, of what possibilities might be there. Right. But with just to, you know, for the iPad and, and basically any Safari in Safari, just putting a link to an MP3 is fine. People click on that. It'll open up in quick time. Yeah. The thing is, is absolutely. And of course that's the whole thing with everybody putting, you know, click here to download in in their, in their Mm -hmm. show notes. That's great. But there's, there is something about being able to just click play, letting the flash player be there and not overtake the entire browser so that you can browse around and read the show notes and, and, and see all the other nice things on the site. It's just a little preference I have. Okay. And don't forget the wizard media player also does audio. So, I mean, I use the Wizard Media Player. Uh, if you want to go to todayaniphone.com, uh, you can see it in the upper left-hand corner. And, and that player is up there all the time. And it just automatically, I don't even do anything. I, I don't touch it. I upload a new episode. It automatically just, the new episode shows up on my site. Um, it's there, available to play. And it plays on an iPhone. If you, you hit the browser with an iPhone or an iPad, it's there to play. Um, and, it, and obviously, it works with any Flash-based um, browser uh, on a computer. Right. But but the, you're saying the Wizard Media Player is HTML5 so that it'll actually... Well, it's, we have a iPhone compatibility mode. Okay. Good. So it, it will play, you know, if you hit it with an iPhone, the, you'll see the play button and you just hit it and it'll play the most recent episode. Very cool. Uh, so again, if you, if you want to take a look at how that player works, you can go to todayoniphone.com and it's in the upper left. Uh, you'll see the player there. Yeah. My- I don't put it... For each, I don't put them in for each episode. I just have the one, which is uh, the the series player uh, in the upper left. Nice, very cool. Um, what was there? Other questions I have. Well, first of all, last week you already heard the episode. I I, I think I said everybody's mind to ease that you guys aren't looking to take all of us independent, you know, producers and and start throwing ads in front of everybody. Did I get that right? Everything I said last yes. week. Yeah, and and I want to point out one of the other things with the Libsyn three. That's a nice advantage is. Now we make it a lot easier and, and there's a better tool in there for picking ad slots for your episode. So if you are someone that wants to do advertising and get ads inserted into your episodes, uh, Libsyn 3 interface is much better for that. Um, again, we even have a little note in there just for people's mind at ease and it says, checking this box enables the show to be configured for dynamic ad slots. This step alone does not automatically opt the show into any ad campaigns. Grant Wizard Media permission to run ads or in any way transfer rights to represent this show for ad opportunities to Wizard Media. This is just a technical step. A business agreement must be signed before any dynamic ads are inserted into the show's media. So that you know, if you want to have ads, if you're ever thinking of doing ads, that's the other nice thing about Lipson 3. You can go in and now start putting in your ad slots. And the beauty about having dynamic advertising is we can set it up that ads are only delivered to certain geographic regions. They're only run for a certain period of time and the end you get your entire back catalog. So a lot of shows, 50% of their episodes that are downloaded in a given month came from the previous months. Right. So you, you can double your ad inventory by putting ads in your back catalog and doubling your ad inventory is doubling your revenue. Can you sell your own ads and put it onto the, the lips and three service? You, you can use our ad stitching uh, we will say, but there is obviously there's a fee. Um, if you bring your own ads in, you want to use our ad stitching. There is a small fee. We'll charge you for that. Um, so, but yes, we allow that have allowed that. Uh, we even offer a finder's fee. If you bring in your own advertiser and you set us up with that advertiser and we 
take that advertiser and then run them on other shows in the network, we'll give you a kickback, a certain you know percentage for the next three, six months. We'll negotiate on that. But so if you have your own advertiser, you went out and you did the hard work and found them, now bring them to us, our ad team, and let us work with them for ads on other shows. You get a kickback for nice. that. Very cool. So um, the future of podcasting. Leo Laporte added again this week. I don't know if you heard about it, but I screamed at my iPhone. I, if it <sighs> wasn't my iPhone, I would have thrown it out of the car. Yeah. I mean, uh, let me just say this to Leo about Leo's comments because I've been biting my tongue and, and I went off on Callie Lewis last night. Me and her were talking and, 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 I, and I, was, I apologize and not on her, but just about this. And I was like, Leo even contradicts himself in that episode. He says in the episode, he's got a thousand people listening live, you know, that are live there for the show. And he talks about, well, podcasting is not, you know, it's not about podcasting. You know, it's all about live, you know, it's not about live and all these other things. And then he says, I got 225,000 people that listen to the show, you know, each episode. So that means less than half a percent of his audience are listening live, yeah. which is about right. When you talk to people in live audience, you know, you're looking at, you know, 30, 40 for your show. I think right now when, yep. when I was looking before. And I didn't uh, even tweet it. So, yeah, but still. And Keith. Keith and the girl, I talk with them, they're live audience. You know, you, if you can get to 1% of your, your download audience being live, that, that's a good number. I'll present this to Leo. If he was to say no more live show, I would bet you 100% of that thousand would listen to the download. If he was to say no more download, what percentage do you think of the download would listen to the live show? I, I think it might bump up to maybe from, two, if, it, yeah, you, maybe the two to 3%. Yeah. So there's a lot of value in podcasts. It's about the time shift. It's about the convenience. Not everybody is available right now to listen to your show, but they are available sometime in the next week or two to listen to your show at their convenience, when they're mowing the yard, when they're driving to work. Um, and, and that's the beauty of podcasting. And per the name, that's so, you know, I, I put up a post in Blogger and Podcaster Magazine in, about the name. And, and it was basically my gist of it was, look, Apple is using the name. Microsoft is using the name. Google's used the name. Yahoo uses the name. Nokia uses the name. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> it's podcast. It is. I and, mean, and, and every single, you know, the thing is, is gosh, back in, oh, 96, I started my first weblog. You know, and and nobody knew what that was, and and today, my, I mean, every everybody's grandmother knows what a blog is. They may have never read one, but they know exactly what a blog is. And it took years for blogging to catch on. And 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 I'll tell you what, I I know a lot of people today. They they've never owned an iPhone. They've never owned an iPod. They've never owned a portable media player. They've never actually listened to an MP3 file. And I know tons of those people today who have heard of podcasts. Yeah, it's, it's a name. At one point in time, someone put a name for a chair and yeah. that name stuck and took a name for a table and that name stuck and a name for a DVD player and that name stuck. It's just a name. It's the name that the media wants. Every major media company go into iTunes, you know, has a podcast section. They all call it podcasting. Yep. It, mainstream media is calling it podcasting. Both Operating systems are calling it podcasting. The major phone company is calling it, you know, cell phone company is calling it podcasting. I don't see why there's even an argument at this point. And then you're just starting to confuse people even more. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Rob, it's been a true pleasure to have you on, my friend. Um, you know, it's been too long to have, you know, we should have had you on sooner. Uh, but we just want to say, or I want to say here on behalf of my audience and, and all of my clients that I've worked with that are using Lipson, uh, we're absolutely happy. I, the, the transition uh, was slightly uh, abrupt in coming. It's, it's kind of like, boom, we're here and and stuff like that. But even I want to say this. Now, I, I'm probably one of the more, you know, among the more difficult uh, accounts to move over because I did, like I said, I had three of these and and you guys combined three accounts into one account and <laughs> however you guys pulled it off, you you guys did it great. Nobody emailed me at all. Usually if, 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 if Libsyn was down for 25 minutes, I'd usually get about 15 e emails. Uh, yeah, let me say this on, on the migration process. 
what will happen is for a 12, 24-hour, 36-hour period, worst case in some times, but usually 12, 24-hour period, you won't be able to upload. Yep. But the downloads will keep happening. So yes. we're not shutting down your audience. You're gonna, it, the, the inconvenience is if you're a person that uploads files every day, that's when we have to work with you in a special case basis. And we have some people that are uploading two or three or four times a day. And, 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 and if you get the email that you're being migrated and it, the con- schedule isn't convenient, immediately email us and say, whoa, 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 time out, please. And, and note, you will have to have somewhere clicked an interrupter that said, yes, I want to go ahead and, and move it. Um, you know, we've had some people where they have multiple people in the account. One person clicked yes. The other person didn't know about it. They got the email and went all ballistic on us and went like, look, we have someone there in your account. Click yes, it was okay. No, we're not perfect. And, you know, there's going to be some issues. 13,000 chose to move. We know that. Um, but we're trying as best as we can to make it as easy for everyone. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email me, please. Rob at wizard.tv, W-I-Z-Z-A-R-D.tv. Or if you still want, Rob at podcast411.com still works. Um, you know, or today an iPhone at gmail.com. Wherever you want to contact me, I check all my emails all, all the time. Uh, we'll get back in touch with you. We're going to try to make this as easy for everyone. And we are definitely, definitely open to suggestions for improving the system. Uh, if you know, if you see something in Libsyn three that's not there, that was there in the original system, contact us, and you know we'll see what we can do about the direct link. I will after this call. You know, I have a note written down here. I'll talk to Dave Chican and say, hey, you know, this was a request. Can we can we get this added into for a future rev? Uh, can't promise it won't be in the three point four because that one's pretty much locked in. But right. maybe we'll get it in the future one. Very good. And, and, and I, I think I already know the answer to this, but the question is, is, is everybody going to be migrated over to Lipson 3? Yes, yeah. absolutely. We're going to get everybody over and then the old system will be uh, sunset. Yeah. It's, and, it's a nice way to and put it. For those of you who are still on, nothing's changed for you. Uh, you so the answer to your question, yes, you will be migrated over. And I want to tell you, it's not as bad as you think. Um, it, it was a little, you know, discombobulating when you log in and stuff like that at first. It takes a little bit to to get around. Um, I think it's, you know, obviously you have a lot more complexity because you do have this ability to to really hammer down, you know, to drill down into exactly where you want to publish things. I'm so glad to hear that on the HTML side, you're going to go to something that's going to give you the ability to do that quick little HTML browse to upload and then boom, publish kind of deal. I'm glad that that's coming. Uh, but for those of you who I've tested it and it works, by the way, <laughs> good. And I'm, and for those of you who are like me, who's always used the FTP folder, when you get over to Lipson three, really nothing changes except for the fact that you're going to see three folders when you log in, upload to your public folder and it works just like it did before. And Dropbox, if you want to overwrite a previous episode, Dropbox to overwrite. Hey, Rob, thank hey, you so much, man. Cliff, thank you for having me on. I look forward to talking to you again in the future. All right, and I'll take care of that IM I sent you. Sounds good, thanks. GS, GSPN? Yeah, GSPN. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so that was the interview with Rob over there at Wizard Media and uh, Lipson. You know, again, I, I do want to set your guys' mind at ease. You know, when you when you switch over, it is a, it, it's different. It's a different system. It's a different back end and everything. Uh, but I, I, I think what you get from that interview is you understand that these people are definitely there to help us, the podcasters. This is, this is something that I have always felt since day one is that they were here to help me. Have they had some minor issues from time to time? The answer to that question, yes. Every single time, it's always been minor. And the big thing here is anytime I've ever had any of even the slightest issues, an email to support at Libsyn.com immediately get somebody working on my problem. Even on a Sunday, I've, I've sent the email Sunday afternoon. First thing Monday morning, boom, my, my problem is resolved. These people are really great. Now, I am going to end the episode here with a little bit of audio. Uh, for those of you who are kind of thinking, you know, what on earth are they talking about with this whole Leo Laporte thing? And of course, I've certainly covered my fair share of Leo Laporte and his crazy antics of podcasting is dead in the past. 
Uh, and he's at it again. And I figured I'm going to just leave this for the end of the episode. For those of you who have no desire to hear me talk about Leo Laporte and his protecting the 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 end of podcasting uh, once again, then then go ahead and tune out now. But here here's here's this from uh, this is This Week in Tech, episode number 248. Here's clip number one that set up the whole thing. And, and as I said, as many people listen to this show, this one show, as uh, as watch the screen, screensavers. I think on the on the best day was two hundred twenty five thousand people, and that's we got about two hundred thousand people on Twitch. So. That is amazing. And it's, and uh, do you know? I don't know how much you're able to talk about, but are those numbers continuing to grow? Because it seems like podcasting as a pie is continuing to to get bigger. Are you seeing a commensurate increase in in your numbers? With I mean, obviously, with the Twit network is expanding and expanding. <laughs> But like this week in tech specifically. Well, you know what? It, it, the numbers had kind of, by the way, we've chased Jason completely out of the show. He's out of here. He's gone. That's it. That's the top of his chair. The oh, there he is. He's back. <laughs> um, we'll talk a little more about this. Then we'll actually get to some news. There is some news. In fact, I owe Jason uh, a big thank you. All right. So that was the first clip. And of course, they talked about a bunch of other things uh, there for a short, b- brief bit. And they came back to the topic. And here's a five minute, 38 second clip about Leo Laporte and his rant about the end of podcasting. <laughs> You're talking about numbers. But numbers. That's oh, yes, they have gone up. You know, plat- I believe po- podcasting has plateaued, actually. Uh, I think that uh, most podcasts that I know of uh, flatlined about a year and a half, two years ago, there's some slight, we, we were doing like 1% a month, something It's very slight growth. Hmm. Then we started released, we released video of this show and most of our shows. And I was afraid initially that that would cannibalize the audio and it would be a, 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 a zero sum game. It'd be, you know, net nothing. But it turns out we've got, it did in fact increase the audience about 20, 20%. Now that may be, don't tell the advertisers. It could very well just be, although no, we now our numbers come from uniques. I was afraid that maybe they were downloading audio and video, but no, come to think of it, the way PodTrack counts our numbers, it's unique IPs. So we have 200,000 unique IPs up from 175. You know, like iTunes does a good job of purging people who aren't really watching the content they download. Right. So if they really are listening to a full episode and watching a whole episode, I can't imagine that. If you skip five, epi- if you skip five episodes, you stop subscribing on iTunes. Right. So I, it's my belief, <laughs> a little bit self-serving, but it's my belief that, uh, it, in fact, going to video did help. And, of course, we, you know, we're doing a lot to promote and expand. We just hired uh, Tom Merritt. His last Buzz Out Loud was on Friday, and he'll be joining us in a couple of weeks. And So I think we're, we're kind of growing. Um, we're going to do an iPad show. I think that's going to do very well. How, is your iPad show doing well, Jason? Does that get good numbers? Uh, it's pretty extraordinary. Uh, I think it's getting over 100,000 downloads each episode. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking for us. There's another one that's yeah. doing 50. So, you know, I mean, if you pick the right topic, the Google show did 50 out of the box. So if you pick the right topic, yeah. I think I think you'll do well. Yeah. Speaking of Google, uh, the big... I, I think it's just starting, actually, the podcasting thing. I think it's going from this sort of like incubation phase and it's going to be mainstream. Well, you know better than others. You've been through this with blogging. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think it's analogous? Is, it's very analogous, I think, because there was a sort of hobbyist moment in blogging, and then there was the professionalism moment, you know, professionalization of it moment. I think you were the first person, really, in Rev3 to professionalize podcasting. Uh, and then blogging, it was obviously Gawker, Weblogs, Inc. Uh, were the first people to professionalize it. And if you look, you know, there's only maybe one podcast or two podcasts about every topic uh, that are published on a consistent basis. And they generally don't have technology behind them, a sales team behind them, a management team behind them, social media behind them, you know, all the stuff that in order to scale this is, is necessary. And right now there's, I guess, three people or four people doing this. Uh, and to me, I think it's just starting, just starting. I'm not sure it's completely analogous, uh, partly because you've also got these big, big media guys who want to play. And a lot of the biggest podcasts are NPR uh, and other mainstream media outlets. That wasn't the case with blogging. Yeah, I was going to say it's almost podcasting as a concept is kind of it was it was a it was a you know, you certainly tried to change the name of it, Leo, and that didn't work out so well. But podcasting is dead because. You know, nobody, you're no longer restricted to downloading through iTunes. People are using set top boxes. 
people are using. I mean, Blu-ray players can access, you know, directly. Most Blu-ray players now can directly access video, even through RSS streams. Widgets are coming up on HD TVs. I think it's gone for being like you have to go, you have to, you need this really specialized piece of software, and you got to download this cool radio show over the internet. To hey, you know what? It's right up there next to you know my set-top box, next to my Netflix, next to HBO, next to Direct TV, or whatever it is. Um, in that sense. You're kind of competing against all the big names out there, and, and it's all just video that happens to be distributed. Ultimately, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, in a way, we could say victory because we'll be treated as a, roughly as a peer with mainstream media. <laughs> but it isn't going to be us, and then they're going to fade away by any means. Did, did right. I hear right? Did I hear you say that the term podcasting was dead? Like, have we settled on a new... Oh, I killed podcasting years ago. And you know why? I knew that we were going to be, for instance, doing live streaming. What do you call this? What do you call the live yeah. stuff? It's not a podcast. Podcast. It's a streamers. show. It's always been a show, and, uh, and new media. The it's name of the show has nothing. It should not contain the means of distribution because there are multiple means of distribution. Right. Correct. Absolutely correct. But I said that, but but you know, I. But it is. But it is its own category of consumption. TV is something you sit down and give your full attention to. Uh, radio is something you have on while you're driving around the car. There's got to be some different word for the fact that it's it's what's on your iPhone while you're pulling weeds or well, the, the, on the, the thing is, Brian, those is most television sets are you're still on in the household on average in eight to ten hours a day. And you're not telling me if there's somebody sitting in front of that television for 10 hours scope locked on the screen and no, its activities. No, certainly not, but certainly but for certain what? programs they are. And I think, but, I think, uh, that's something that's part of the reason there needs to be a different word for it is because there's a different level of commitment and involvement on new media. Like the way, I mean, look at the chat room. We're over a thousand people right now watching us live. The level of user engagement is so much higher that there needs to be a different term for what it is we're doing here. If, if not podcasting, then something. One common complaint about podcasting and this kind of stuff is that all we ever talk about is podcasting and the, this kind of stuff. So let's stop. <laughs> it's a let's little, talk about Twitter. Stop. <laughs> let's talk about Twitter. We don't talk enough about Twitter on the iPad. How about Facebook? That's the story. In fact, all right. So there you go, my friends. I will say this. I respect Leo Laporte. I love Leo Laporte. I really do. He is dead wrong. Absolutely dead wrong. I've said it before. I'll say it a million more times. He is dead wrong. He just said there 200 thousand downloads of this week in tech 200,000 downloads all right and how many people download his video a couple thousand how many people show up live uh, you know at most a couple thousand um you know it, it's it's just crazy um and and no podcasting is not dead the other thing he says you know what do we do what do we call what we're doing right now what do we call what we're doing well what you're doing is you're streaming live the recording of your podcast that's what you're doing right now it's a live stream of twit all right it's a live stream of your audio podcast that you're recording that my friends is is exactly what he's doing he is recording a podcast and he is streaming it and he's also now the thing is 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 the 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 audio when it's being downloaded that's a podcast the video that he now records and puts out on video rss feeds that is a podcast he says you know what we're you know and and of course um patrick norton norton gets in and he says it's you know podcasting as a term it, it's dead because now there's the roku and there's all these other different softwares out there that can read the rss feed well the thing is is if it's audio if it's a media file that is delivered via rss that my friends is the definition of a podcast and it's still i'm telling you everybody listen it is still the fact that people want to be able to time shift the content i want to listen to what i want i want to listen to uh want to listen to it when i want to listen to it and i want to listen to it where i want to listen to it and my friends if i want to listen if i want to watch or listen via roku box or if i want to listen and download it via itunes or any other rss feed uh then and and take it with me that my friends is a podcast and so I, it, it burns my biscuits every single time I hear Leo Laporte go over there and say podcasting is dead. He is dead wrong. Dead wrong. And I will tell you what, Twit makes millions of dollars a year in advertising revenue. And my friends, all of that, if not, if not, probably, okay, most, if not all of it, is from 
the downloaded podcasted content. All right. And of course, other folks out there, uh, you know, are mentioning the fact that he's talking about the plateau. Certainly for Leo, it's plateaued. For me, I noticed a plateau about 18 months ago, and I have a steady curve on the upswing. Now, is that curve as, as steep as when I first started podcasting? No. Is it is this as steep as when people first, you know, when podcasting started to spread and spread and spread? No. A lot of people who are, are oriented in the way of geekology, sure, they already know about podcasting, and, and, and they've... And, and, and so there's, you know, there's that kind of thing going on there. But I will tell you, every single week, there are literally thousands of people around the world every week who have never heard of podcasting before, who never heard of a podcast last week, but this week, today, will download and listen to their very first ever podcast. It happens all the time. Happens all the time. And one day people's grandparents are going to know exactly what a podcast is. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if most of our grandparents or well, actually most of us as grandparents won't all have our iPods listening to podcasts when we're in our nursing homes. All right. So anyway, that's my thoughts. Thank you again to Rob Walsh and uh, for Wizard Media and Libsyn for coming on to the show. I really enjoyed having them on here. Going to talk to a bunch of other people in the industry in upcoming episodes. Uh, I always have plenty of content to talk about, so stay tuned. I'll be back again next week with more of the Podcast Answer Man. Until then, join the community. Join the community.